0: uh hello and welcome how hello are how are you gentlemen hello.
1: i am doing well happy holidays Solan. thank you i hate holidays <laughs> happy
2: holidays Happy, holidays. happy holidays. so for everyone not watching if you're mm-hmm. gonna do a like recording of this and release it we are thing, recording yeah but release it as a pod uh, mm-hmm. three of the four here has some sort of like Santa Claus attire on it. Yeah. Or... Guess
0: guess who in this crew do, who do, doesn't
1: have kids? Um... <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, Warren. Make it sound like a good thing. So I am dressed up as a gingerbread man. Yeah. For the people watching. I also oh, so... have my uh, golden star oh. with me. Ty. Hello, Ty. Hello. He's the you, star boy. You are the... His, star. his motherfucking star boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and
2: Anton, you are uh, Papa Christmas today. Yeah, I'm Saint Nicholas. Yeah, Mr. Claus himself. Uh, yeah. In Sweden, we have a tradition called Lucia train, mm-hmm. where like everyone <laughs> dresses up as some weird character from uh, an Christmas. actual Saint Saint yeah. Lucia
1: from yeah. Italy somehow made it over here. Yeah. So we we have this is Monster of the Week's own Lu- Lucia train with Orland. Are you in the front, Orland? Are is you or Lucia, Lucia? Maybe. Yeah, yes.
0: Maybe. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> not gonna pluck out my eyes though, like Lucia did.
1: I just wanted to have chat GPT make an intro for us today. Okay. Uh, so I told it to say, write an intro for Magic the Gathering podcast, Monster of the Week. So I'm doing the intro now that uh, chat GPT told us to do. And it's probably better than what we did now, but here it goes. Welcome to Monster of the Week, a podcast dedicated to exploring the world of Magic the Gathering. Here we'll be discussing the creatures and characters that make up this beloved trading card game. From legendary dragons to powerful planeswalkers. We'll be diving deep into the lore and mechanics of the game to bring you the most comprehensive look at Magic the Gathering monsters. <laughs> so join us as we explore the world of magic and discover the monsters that lurk within. Need a chill from yeah,
3: this is how
0: we chill. We from two. This is how we chill from
1: 932. This is how we chill from 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 ninety three. Um what are planeswalkers? Cool.
0: Exactly. Yep. So <laughs> there's some stumbling uh, things there. Is Lucia a planeswalker?
1: walker? Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's why. I, fuck's sake. Or, um, take it's us. Our boy to... and Mike. <laughs> take us to what, uh, what we'll be actually doing today. Probably not uh, talking about the monsters that lurk within. Maybe. I don't
0: know. Maybe. Um, you never know. Um, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of upcoming tournaments. Uh, hopefully, we're not going to talk about tournaments this past year. Uh, uh maybe some decks uh and then we have uh a plethora of things to discuss from
1: our fan jedda um, <laughs> he's basically our producer at this point yes he's a
4: he producer the drunk mm-hmm.
2: pod the uh, producer jedda <laughs> when we go, whenever when, we're uh, out of topics let's just ask jedda yeah
0: yeah i just asked asked him if he had something he would like us to discuss, and he sent me like ten topics. Um. Yeah,
2: with
1: like an like excerpt of what each topic would kind of conclude or do. Topic, B, I guess. So, so I I told you guys that today that I went through the topics yesterday and was like, I don't even have to add anything. So
4: let's get yeah, in. He, he's our producer. We just just <laughs> episodes. Do yeah,
0: yeah, but let's start with um, the most um, uh, res- uh, m- the soonest upcoming event, which is the Winter Derby. The the Winter mm-hmm. Derby that's been going on for I don't know, maybe six years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the registration opened on Tolaria yesterday. It's already ninety Ooh. players or something registered. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is a good time for for European people to play four-strip mine format. It's the Boreal format, which is four-strip, basically. Atlantic with four-strips. I don't know
2: any other differences, but... And Atlantic doesn't allow Fallen Empires? Yes, it does. 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 So
0: so basically, um, uh, Fallen Empires, uh, four workshops, four-strip mines... Um, what do you think
1: about this format, Ola? you played it some.
0: i played it a couple of times. I kind of like it. I like to play it like once or twice a year.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Is it the strip mines that are the bad guy or is it the four
0: workshops? I mean, or workshop <laughs> workshops gets even better with four strip mines. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, you can, there's a lot of different strategies, like uh, different aggro strategies. Uh, probably not the best format to play dirtly mid range five color decks.
2: Uh, Is this yeah. a robot derby? Yeah.
0: yeah, but it's like A-Tog and Bolt decks are very good as well. Um, mm-hmm.
1: okay. no. What do they gain? Strip mines.
0: Yeah, but they don't really lose anything because they can play all their powerful cards that
1: are cheap. Uh, mm. It's Lion, de are Are those like they, they need to cut back on the color at least, right? Or,
0: yeah, I would probably not play
1: like Savannah Lion. Yeah,
0: decks. I would probably not play Savannah Lions, but exactly
1: that's then I kind of like it, uh, but. We played this. Was it the Lobster Com? The last Lobster Com? Yeah, was... yeah, we play that format, right? It, it wasn't four strip Lobster Com. Okay. No. no. it Wasn't Okay. It? No. Uh, yeah. You know me and my formats. I don't remember what I play even. But I would okay. say
0: that that's the premier Atlantic event. Mm-hmm. Uh, DFB's format and
2: DFB's event. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is Blood Moon uh, is it is that a good card in this format?
0: Uh, it's decent. Um, you can play like a red ish deck, uh, maybe like
1: Atox and Bolts and yeah. stuff,
0: uh, and Blood mm. Moon. <clears throat>
1: yeah. I think that's why I'm I'm kind of liking it because togs is better than Seven Lions. Uh, it sounds like at least, and then Blood Moon is also good. <laughs> so it's like going back.
2: Years. Years. I'm in. Are you guys playing? I'm playing. No.
0: It's it starts the the twenty sixth of December. It's um, for pre modern players, it's basically exactly like the, the spring fling um, tournament. Four matches, random opponents, then a second batch with four matches paired against people with the same amount of points. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's a nice setup uh yes new orla top deck uh, winter derby is the same format as last su- last year's uh, last year's summer derby i don't hmm. know yeah uh, then i then i played shops and lost against ron dykstra on uh, ron dykstra red uh, which had blood moons if i don't misremember uh but it's yeah it's it's fun to play it every now and then i wouldn't like to play every tournament for strip that would be atrocious but
1: yeah you need to at least play it sometime
0: yeah and i think also like with the derby, it's as
1: good. <laughs> they're, as they're... not playing as, as being restricted
0: yeah i think that derby also brings out some people that often don't uh, don't often play in online tournaments which is Mm-hmm. yeah
2: but because the, these events are like the biggest online events there is right usually yeah. like two, yeah. 300 players yes it's insane so yeah DFB is the man
0: yeah and this mm-hmm. is the first time it runs on Tolaria yeah that's right
2: yeah, yeah he hasn't used Tolaria before yeah. no he used oh.
0: um, another program that was made by Slonfon to do the pairings Okay. Uh but now he's gonna try out Toloria and it's uh, gonna be interesting because a lot mm. of the players have never used uh Toloria. Mm. Uh thank you for first time chat, Seb. Um <laughs> <laughs> who is this Seb Celia? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> 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 after, after like yeah. Cool. Oh. Um well, well, that's it for the Winter Derby. You can find it on Tolaria. It's gonna be great. Um, Players from all over the world. Can be <coughs> hard to schedule, but it usually works. Uh, a lot of people kind of are a bit on holidays or work from home or yeah. whatever.
1: That's why they, I guess, he uh, ha- has it in like summer
2: and winter time-ish yeah. for that reason. Should we plug Tolaria's tool where you can fill out your no. like availability scheduling?
1: No? <laughs> yeah, no. you already did. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's th- pretty nice. Th- that's yeah. the
0: best thing with Tolaria nowadays. The t- availability thing. Everyone should use it huh. because scheduling is so easier th- compared to like these chat groups. <laughs> can you play in five minutes? Anyone in group C, please play <laughs> five minutes. Like no, can you answer ten, <laughs> 10 minutes later? Can you play now? No, I'm sorry, I could only play five minutes ago.
2: Uh. <laughs> uh, it weird. sounds like you have a bad experience. I, I really like like doing a group chat.
0: Uh, a fucking Cause
2: hate cause group. You, you, you really schedule ahead, but like sometimes shit, I don't know stuff opened up, and like you can just ask, and someone usually says, "Yeah, let's go."
3: We
1: have a we have a question here from Primorum, uh Denmark that. If we will be talking about upcoming pre-modern tournaments, we will probably keep it
0: more
4: uh, old-school. We can today, to- we
1: guess. can
0: talk about a couple of upcoming pre-modern tournaments.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should actually do that
0: because, like, the thing is, like, this time of the year this is the this is the least amount of tournaments um, in general um, for a couple of months. Um, the Winter Derby is kind of nice in that way that you can actually play something during the the early January, because there are basically no big tournaments. Mm. Uh, because the next big tournament, uh, this is the segue into the Arvika tournament.
2: Woohoo! Yeah, that will be yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah. Um, the other big tournament is like tomorrow, is Knights of Thorn in uh, Deventer, Netherlands. But yeah, you probably won't make it if you haven't made your arrangements now. <laughs> it's... it's uh, but yeah, but Arvika, Arvika uh, had a shark a couple of years ago um, until up until 2019, and then they lost it to or lost it. They they moved it to to Wien Con or the Fish Liver Oil Cup, but then the Fish Liver Oil Cup got canceled a couple of times, and now uh, Magnus de Laval is not gonna arrange Noob Con, uh, next year. So he just put the shark for up for the Arvika guys again. So basically, yeah. Arvika, Arvika is a small municipality in Sweden, uh, like twenty thousand people or something. Um, it's, it's basically
2: in Norway. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: really close to to Gardermoen, uh, the Oslo airport. It's like two hundred kilometers or something, hundred fifty or two hundred. Yeah. So it's easier to fly there and then get a car or something or train, whatever. Um, Arvika is the place in the world with 200 km. People. That's
1: 20 miles from there. Uh,
0: not tw- uh, don't say 20 miles because that's 20 not Swedish three. miles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's talk real kilometers. Miles. Yeah, real miles. <laughs> or, Metric, or, system. Or, Metric system or clicks if you're a military guy. Um, By car, that's still really long. Yeah, no, it's not.
2: Uh, no, it's not, Seb. You're just a stock owner who. Yeah.
0: That the, the, the thing theory? is like, it, it's Can stock- I
2: think the subway there. No. No, exactly. no.
0: Star- <laughs> Stockholmers and people from the Netherlands, uh, 200 kilometers is long. But for yeah. the rest of the world, it's not.
1: Um, I think that's basically the whole of the
4: Netherlands. Yeah, so and we saw it when we went there. <laughs>
0: so the thing that's interesting with Arvika is the place in the world with most old school players per capita. Um, They had like, they had like 30 or 40 players or something like (laughs) back in the days before people in the US started playing even. So it's a, it's a bit weird place. Um, it's a rural small town. Um, the walk from the train station to the hotel and venue is like, um, 150 meters. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's pretty close. They have booked um, a hotel uh, for the event. They can support up to two hundred players or something.
2: That Scandic hotel is pretty nice, actually. Yeah, for that, yeah. For it, that little shithole of a town, like uh, it has some standards. So, um. so,
0: so yeah. And there's a shark on the line. So, I've already heard mm-hmm. a couple, uh, a lot of um, American top players that are coming. So, that's yes. gonna be a great event. The 25th, of, the 25th of February.
1: Yeah. I, I had a great chat with uh, uh, one of the Germans that attended the uh, Uthven Troll Cup. He was talking about Arvika, but he came to me uh, after, I guess, a couple of years. And he said, "Hey, said, do you know what the problem with Africa is? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I don't think I want to be in this discussion. (laughs) And way later, it dawned on me that he was talking about Arvika, Africa. (laughs) Yeah, it was very hard for him to say Arvika, and I, I can get that, I guess. But and it's, I don't know. It's apparently, according to him, uh, they don't like to go by train, but I guess. You mentioned going by airport and
2: renting a car is fine, but yeah. also going by train is an option.
0: Also, but like
2: from from Germany to Arvika, it's basically the same distance as it is for me to Arvika. It's mm-hmm. like <laughs> 10 hours of driving. Yeah. It's, it's on the completely wrong side of Sweden and like you have, to, mm. you have to go like the high lane down to Stockholm basically and then just cross over and then go up again because <laughs> there's no fucking roads that apparently just go to like diagonally over Sweden. To Arvika, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> or fly to Oslo.
2: Yeah. But we will have a full crew from Ursasvik coming and Umiya, so it will be cool. Nice. And I'm um, gonna share a room with um, Slaughterin and Yukimon, so that will be. <laughs> wow. Let's <stoked> talk about that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be a pretty fucking awesome hotel room. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So get a shark. See, have you guys I'll...
2: decided uh, decided on a deck yet? Uh, no. But you, you have a Sharks. So you have nothing to play for, really. than just having a good time, I guess.
1: He could try to go fetch a Levi, Leviathan, right? Yeah. Leviathan? 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 Leviathan.
0: Leviathan. Africa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could go for that. But... Um... No, I haven't decided on a deck, but I mean, uh, realistically, it's probably gonna be Triple S or Lion Vault mm.
2: Not Time Vault? No. Uh,
0: I don't really like to play the uh, Twiddle vault in big tournaments uh, live with a lot of drinking. It's, it's yeah. just too annoying.
1: Yep. not because you need to think too much
0: no but it's like it's it sometimes it just takes a lot of time and you don't want to sit all rounds so you just want to hang out and, and yeah,
1: you're basically like lost to like yeah you're 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 the last players in the round.
0: no I'm not because I I play really fast anyway um, yeah. but but yeah sometimes it's just too slow to when people maybe you just
1: lose fast yeah <laughs> yeah but i i get that like sitting well it could get a bit rowdy i guess and you need to have your all your marbles in check everything needs to be in order
0: no i just want to hang out with people and get wasted
2: but that's mm-hmm. that's the thing like there's not that many tournaments a year that i take too serious but uh a shark tournament i kind of do like mm-hmm. i i really want the fucking shark so Mm -hmm. okay um i just gave
1: up on it it's it's way better (laughs) uh
2: but but uh i mean you can still have fun and play good a good deck i guess but i I feel like can pinpoint a lot of swedes on what deck they're bringing to the shark tournaments Mm -hmm. Uh, like ty are you playing arabian aggro the three sue call it whatever
4: uh, i would probably play lions
2: Lions, okay.
4: Yeah. Fantasy suit, probably. It's cool.
0: it's nice to play fantasy suit to have a um, probably a, a plus EV matchup against the deck. That that's always nice. Yeah,
4: and don't have to. I don't have to think so much. I just play the burn spells in the face. The f- and swing for.
3: Yeah,
0: but I I really yeah. like. Um, I really like more deck, uh, decks with more Armageddon, so I would probably yeah. love to play Suchis and Armageddon. Uh, that's
4: always nice. Yeah, Get on
2: this. more
4: Stabo style list from yeah. win- from win
0: Uh Yeah, that or like the, the new Kalle Kurva deck.
4: Oh, yeah, Kalle Kurva is uh, it's amazing to play.
0: The new one yeah, that that's... looks sweet that 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 deck that's one, one bsk with oh.
2: Oh.
4: and call one uh, the plague
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah that's a solid deck i've i have, uh, <clears throat> probably down to like 70 of my 75 cards for for Vega. uh so you never know guess what deck i'm going to play
0: no uh, i i not <laughs> <guess. laughs>
2: Mm. Uh, but it's basically do like you, do we play why? off corner of or mana vault it's down to yeah. that uh, discussion again yeah so I'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna have to try some playtesting out before our week so Oland I hope you organize some uh, X-Files
0: yeah uh, most likely there will be one X-Files uh, late January or early February yeah
2: that'll probably be great
0: uh, maybe we can get uh, like I haven't invited Slaughter in before so maybe we can get him as well he hasn't been I don't think he I don't think he was invited um,
2: Okay.
0: or maybe I don't know uh, he's
2: been on some stuff but yeah, yeah. Whatever. he but had yeah, his he
0: own should... like birthday tournament or something mm.
3: uh,
0: so so yeah but I'm, I'm probably gonna extend a couple of more invites uh uh, so, so yeah, uh, Arvika probably gonna be great. Um, it's interesting to see what the people that come from abroad that's never been to Arvika uh, when they show up in the town and realize it's five minute walks to go straight through the town.
2: Yeah, I I love I love to tell the story of Arvika. Like when you arrive to Arvika, it's it's like this really really um, I don't know. It's out of nowhere. So like there there are. De facto, uh, donut tire tracks like everywhere. Mm. That, that's what people do. They, it's a, like a complete, like, car culture city or town. Um uh, with like veteran a lot, cars, a people. lot of Cadillacs, a lot of Cadillacs. yeah.
1: Well, we have a question. You played Evil Eyes of Orm by Gore with Juxtapose, uh, Orlan.
0: No, not with Juxtapose.
1: Okay, but you did play, uh, was it, uh, one version of it? Well, well,
0: I played like three versions with Evil Eye. But the thing with Evil Eye of forms by Gore um, it's yeah, it's it's interesting. Um,
1: <laughs> that's the thing.
0: No, but it's, it's like Evil Eye of forms by Gore with Diamond Valley is not bad.
1: Yeah. Why? Because you gain a lot of life? Or? Yeah.
2: Hmm. So Sab, you you sound convinced.
1: <laughs> no, we have a question in the chat, so I'm just trying to bring the chat in in this jolliest of occasion we have celebrating here, uh, and uh, I I just remembered while I'm playing some uh, Evil Eyes in the past, I've I've met some clone Evil Eye decks, I believe. That yeah, uh, I ju- that just seems bad, but. No, well, it's a, uh, it's fine. <laughs> I've played it in a, the Berlin ha, has an old school cube that one time he, one card got lost of, from, so that was a not nice experience from him. I think it's blackboarded basically also, but long time ago. And then I uh, drafted the evil eye and, uh, my opponent had like mace or something, so that was nice. So.
0: Yeah, it's not that great in the cube.
1: Mm. <clears throat> no, we have that. what What's that old school card? Uh, the trumpet uh, guy. I call it trumpet guy, the artifact. what It's yeah. mace, basically. you tap mm. it and then you, you you don't take any damage from an attacking creature. Rusty
0: yeah. Cage, no, no, no! It's it's a it's literally a guy with a trumpet. Yeah, it it's so bad. It costs like four to activate or something.
2: Yeah, I think that's uh, a horn of, horn of de, uh, yeah, deafening not yeah,
1: deafening,
3: not
0: deafening.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: Horn I, I thought deafening. I was thinking about the. Thank you, Goose. Do... Uh, very, very, very,
2: very good of you. Yeah. Um, you will
1: get uh, star. a, a star, Stefan. Star, yeah,
2: Starboy Star, you're not star, star, boy, you're I think, star I think,
0: boy. I think, I think, I think, I think the English word is actually star singer for Juan hmm mm.
2: Isn't that a magic card, star singer?
0: Yeah, but I think it's it, they are actually called star singers. Um.
1: Star singer. <laughs> I I just remember the weekend song hit I'm a motherfucking star boy. Isn't is something like that? And there's a meme when they put in a guy like Ty for the listeners. You can't see right now, but they. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how to describe what's going on. So let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So you need
0: moving to
2: on. On. watch the, this Twitch stream. <laughs> B-
0: moving on to. Uh, it says NoobCon, but there is no NoobCon.
1: Okay.
2: Well, there is, but.
1: Noob. We're, 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 there will be a NoobCon. Yeah. Noob no, NoobFest.
2: Okay, so it's oh, NoobFest.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is it going to be NoobFest 1 then?
0: Yeah, maybe or 0.1 or 1.1 or you never know.
4: Yeah. I guess Sia Boy was the first iteration of it and mm. uh, NoobFest fe- noob is the, and it's- the first of its kind.
2: It's basically Mitya and Reindeer who organizes this, right? Uh,
4: yeah. yeah. And uh, Alban, of course.
2: Alban also, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah so the, the, the during the Easter weekend, they will be in the Skansen's Krona, the fortress yep. which uh, Simon invaded but or Stephen. climbed into. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's
0: basically it. Yes, uh, interesting. Um, a lot of information to gather there. Um, <laughs> um it's like it's very
1: <coughs> okay. Do, like, there will be like a weekend of magic, probably. Uh, Let's just leave it at that. Now,
2: there's will a que-
0: you... question for Anton Will there be an Eastern Championship pre modern?
2: Yes, it will, but.
4: Now, listeners, we have not muted him when he talks about pre-modern.
2: <laughs> All right, let's see. Are we back? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. yeah, back. Yeah. Moving on. Watch my uh, setup, or something happens. Uh, yeah, there will be. But um, Rainer reached out, and he wanted to ask about that, but we haven't talked more about it. So I'm not sure if it's going to be like offsite from GovCon or if we're going to keep it on GovCon. It would be cool to actually get to drink a beer while Premodern. Um So well, we'll see. So let's so have a
4: pre-modern Eastern championship at uh, the Rotary Pub. Yeah, mm.
0: or maybe like um, another place to have it is like uh, if you have it like on Saturday or something, uh, or even Friday. Maybe you can get that um, that pub we played Mellamjalkon because the three three story. Yeah, pub. That was that was
1: awesome. That's an awesome place. Yeah.
0: And they they had like the the, nice. the the first reindeer tournament Easter tournament was at that place that pub. It's, it's three, like three, three floors. Three, yeah. Three, three floors, bars on every oh. floor, and yeah. they, one is
1: outside. If you want to go outside, also.
0: They don't really have nice. much people during the day. It's a John Scott's pub, so the the food yeah. is, is is cheap. It's it's not mm. the best food, but it's cheap food, and they have british beer so they have like your favorite beer i think so,
3: so yeah yeah like
2: like like this one uh
1: yeah. My yeah yeah it's a newcastle beer being shown by anton the Expectantly best beer in the world thinking that we will uh, give him thumbs up but yeah. i'll give him it's a small beer so i'll give him a th-
2: no, no, the Gothenburgian um, left the no. uh, chat. Fuck, I, I was just going to say, like, he can look that up and we can talk. But I will have to talk to Mitya and uh, Alban and Ranger as well, because yeah. it would be cool to have pre-modern as well during this festivities uh, and not having on goth on the gothcon site,
1: I guess. Yeah, because yeah. one problem has been that and another problem has been, it's at least for me, the wrong uh, day, I guess, one time day. Oh, when yeah, a...
2: it has coincided with everything. I mean, it doesn't matter when we put it, because you will still be like drinking and blasting techno and do whatever sub, sub stuff you do. Uh, <laughs> so I, I mean, there's no I there, there's no line, like bro. there's no schedule to. Comp- <laughs> I, I, we can't do it. No, but do y- like NoobCon you and like,
1: uh, you have put things. it. When has it usually been then?
2: It's, it's it has been on Thursday, on Friday and on Saturday. Okay, you uh, moved it around. So we have tried everything. Last year was coinciding with NoobCon basically because William who did GothCon wanted to have like another championship and there's the vintage nationals on the Saturday, so we had to try it on Friday, which was pretty good, but like we we for sure lacked like 15, 20 players. We normally play pre modern because they wanted to And you
1: could if you're doing it the same day as the noob Fest, you could Yeah, do- but that's not gonna happen no but if that then you should do it real early i guess not oh. like coinciding but yeah i think uh another day is probably the best
2: yeah Ola, we need your uh your Gothenburgian knowledge uh for the pre-modern easter championship if we're gonna do it like yeah, on but Saturday or whatever but
0: and it's like that pub um, um, reindeer has also connections there but yeah it's like it's pretty easy. to just email them and say, "Hey, we are we're fifty people who like to play cards and drink beer." And it's like, "Yeah, come here." Like, okay, yeah, I, I think so because <laughs> like we also are like that year when Reindeer had his tournament there. We had a, um we just had an impromptu tournament on Sunday. Oh. We just came in there like twenty five people. And it yeah. was like, oh, so many people. We usually don't have any people this time of the day. Okay,
3: yeah, cool. So I
1: really really enjoy that place uh in many aspects it felt like very with carpeting all the way up and like many floors and you can be outside if it's nice weather and yeah oh. they have
0: and, a yeah they have a, a top floor terrace that's it was open um like the, the there was no yeah but, they even have a bar there also they yeah. have but they have a ceiling if it's like raining or bad weather so you can mm. sit there all year anyway
1: yeah and
2: So let's leave it at that for now. Yeah. But no, wait, wait, still on it. Will you guys play any constructed magic that that weekend, like a real format or just a community created fun stuff? Uh, No, no
1: constructed anymore. No. No. Like we used to, why Anton is asking is because uh, way back, uh, we played vintage basically, I guess. And Mm. even more way back, there was
2: nationals. Uh, it's okay. still nationals and vintage okay
1: legacy and... and what more
2: vintage the vintage nationals was the like important tournament i okay. guess No, uh, well it's legacy
1: uh, also right yeah there's or... legacy as well but that always comes maybe not nationals or... then no. <laughs> no that's at okay. bsk, was at BSK. Yeah. okay but uh there and uh, there were different kind of tournaments and there still are magic tournaments at uh, yeah. but we're talking about this goth con so it's a big place where you can go and find uh, D&D stuff I guess and other things but uh, then you need to have a pass to for the day to do certain stuff I guess and yeah but
0: at gotcon you don't need a pass to play magic because you can just pay like 50 Swedish free, cr- 50 yeah. sw- Swedish crowns extra if you just want to play a tournament uh, but we
1: we just like I think mo- it grown smaller and smaller
0: but yeah um tutor it's not that many weebs actually at the GothCon. they are at another some other convention it's more like these uh, old um old dudes playing d and d board games and then some people in, uh, in some people in cosplay but it's it's more like people in our age rather than those 20 year old weebs uh, so yeah if, like
2: you can't walk around on the gothcon area without like Actually, uh, vit- witnessing like a, a full real knight's fight, some some guys with like full armor and swords, and a witch is casting some spells on them. Like we're one. There's cosplay what? everywhere. Yeah.
1: And if you go to like the if you go to Finland, it's a knight fight. But if you go to, yeah. to yeah. Gothenburg, it's a knights. knight night fight. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: But yeah, I I recommend uh, Gothenburg during that weekend, um, right. like Wednesday until Sunday, uh, we usually play some Alice on Wednesday, or last year we went for pinball and barbecue food at some place. And it's like, yeah, nice, you can just hang out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, their costumes would be very welcome. Uh, cosplaying Christmas at Easter—that's great.
2: No, at Easter we come as like witches. That, that's the that's the Easter tradition uh, uh, attire.
0: You ride on a broom. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: To, or you, you're to, a chicken.
1: We go <laughs> to Blåkulla, the Blue Hill. Uh, if you're, you you take the you take children to the Blue Hill. And I don't know what the witches
2: does to the kids, but it's it's not nice. It's It's not nice. It's a bonfire. I don't know what they're burning. Probably witches, but yeah.
0: Witches burning witches.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Cannibalism.
1: You
2: you, you can watch The Witch.
1: That's a good movie to kind of get an uh, understanding of what might happen at the Blue Hill. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So that's the pre modern Eastern Championship and Noob Fest. Uh, we don't know that much yet, but there will be information on the internet as soon as possible.
3: Yeah.
0: Hmm? Uh, some other tournaments you're interested in? Like early next year, like in general.
1: I'm thinking, uh, I think we talked about this briefly, Anton. But I I want to go to a a pre modern tournament somewhere, but I don't know which one to go abroad for. uh, LobsterCon.
2: LobsterCon, for sure. Well, Uh,
1: I'm not going to the States, probably. So,
2: then Eurochamps will probably happen at the fall. Nothing decided yet, but like for sure it will happen yeah uh, uh Germany has their Nationals in January 14th in I think it's Darmstadt again it's mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's
0: like Flippy organizing right
2: yeah I, I yeah I guess so so that will happen soon um mm-hmm. other than that like go to Spain yeah. go to Valencia and they will still be like 70 guys <clears> playing <throat> I saw uh,
1: an excellent the the prosecco cup was it that got posted uh, like in the days I, th- I thought that sounded nice also what is that I don't know <laughs> I just saw it don't don't expect you to remember okay. <laughs> that that sounds terrible um, well prosecco is sweet it's n- nice no it's, no it's not I love it's it not. it's no. shit i want to go there. That's, big, that's,
0: uh, that's more techno.
1: Um, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I, I, I'm still not, not hearing anything that's bad
2: about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do a new Castle Cup probably sometime next year. So That's nice. I will, <laughs> I will definitely go to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I mean, shit, there's going to be a lot of cool tournaments. Um, another one I know of is the South uh, American Championship in Argentina uh in august they went up real like well ahead of time but that will be cool that like south america is actually doing this uh because the communities over there are pretty big right now so i would expect that to be a hundred plus player tournament and i think olle was like thinking about going there uh mm-hmm. so if he goes i guess Svant is going and then i guess some more Gothenburgers will go and I'm... yeah
0: I would put it at, like, 10% that Ulla is going, but okay, that's,
1: that's 10%. 10%. It's not 0%. No, oh. uh,
0: but yeah, but I'm, I'm planning on LobsterCon um, because I need to go to the States for the first time in my life. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been to the States either, so. But I, I can't leave uh, for the States this next year, sadly. so.
0: Okay. Um then there's like the usual I just su- bought a
1: house. It's too expensive to go to the <laughs> have, have, you have you bought a house? In? Yeah. Summer wow. house. It's a summer house. Oh, congrats. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. But uh, the thing is like uh, going to the states is not that expensive. Um, but it's
1: being there and
2: it's very expensive for us.
1: Okay, let, let's not get way into yeah. that.
2: But... but like if if there's one tournament like weekend you should probably look at internationally I think LobsterCon is pretty yeah, high. Yeah,
3: clearly.
1: Really. I'm not bringing LobsterCon on. It's I, I would also do that if I could. Well yeah, and I'm, I'm envious that you're planning to do it.
0: Hmm. Um yeah, and then there's the usual suspects like um Raging Bull, Vienna Gaidon, um, uh, Wincon, Wincon, but that's that's like in September.
2: Um, After Troll Cup in November, yeah, yeah but <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. My my plans at the moment are like Raging Bull, Arveka, Raging Bull, Noob Noobfest, Lobstercon, uh, Wincon, Uten Troll Cup. Those are like what I'm planning at the moment.
1: I'm thinking
0: about going to Raging Bull. Yeah, that's me too. That's what I said. Um, yeah, yeah, that's from Swedish. Swedish. I'm just saying there. what I'm thinking
1: about. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're saying what you're thinking about, Toran. I'm saying what I'm thinking about.
0: Yeah, sadly, there's not going to be a Groningen tournament uh, next year. Um, okay, which is uh, which I think was the best tournament last year, or this year, um, actually, the best forty-eight hours you can spend. Um, Mm-hmm. For you, uh, yeah, and uh, a couple of other guys, uh, like seventy or something.
1: I need to, I need to really ask those guys that,
4: if that's true. <laughs> yep. You need to get this confirmed.
1: Yeah, we need some serious confirmation. Yeah,
2: and... I'm hoping that there will be some, like smaller like a full weekend of like 20 guys or something playing old school playing pre-modern playing whatever but like a full weekend friday saturday drinking playing having fun we can
1: do that at my summer stuff. house yeah sounds
2: I br- good
0: <laughs> i think that uh pre-modern denmark made a interesting uh, question how many tournaments did you guys attend uh, Uh, Last year. Uh, I went abroad eight times playing tournaments uh, this year. Uh, So I went to seven different countries uh, to play Magic.
2: Mm. I went abroad twice, Finland and Germany this year. That's probably what I can manage throughout the year. Uh, yeah,
1: can... abroad, that's probably true for me also. I went to the Troll Cup and I went to the European Champs. Hmm. So Germany and uh, uh, outside, of, <laughs> outside of Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Thai. So you you and I went there, that's the last thing. But yeah, other I'm... tournaments I don't I haven't kept count. I don't know what, what counts, but maybe not that many. Uh, like not kept... as many as I should, would have liked. We yeah. we played Noob.com, yeah. all of us, I guess. Not Anton, you played your silly pre-modern tournament instead. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, the, the good thing about that Seb, was Aaron Dix became a partly European like a player we can count on from the States now so yeah. that, that was good hmm? so he's, he's like nice. the coolest guy ever I
0: have I met uh, Stebo a lot more times than I met you guys this year at least oh. I think Stebo was the guy I um, probably sp- of my friends spent the most time with this year
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that's insane that's good for you and Sebo. Yeah, uh, good for Stebo. Are you guys like sleeping with your sharks next to each other? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we,
1: we, need, we, we need separate rooms one for <laughs> our sharks and one for us. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's going to be interesting to visit Stebo again and see how he manages his shark when he's at home. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How do you imagine it going? Does he feed it or. I'm
0: I'm I'm guessing he has it on his like work from home office all the time, so he can see it uh, every t- every day
1: at least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's my We're, guess. And you just have sure. it in a binder, or
2: would you keep it all on?
0: Yeah, I have it in a binder.
2: Mm-hmm. Not in your sideboard, even. God damn, on that's. Yeah, but
0: uh, but I, when I don't have a deck uh, put together, I have all my cards in binders. Mm-hmm
2: so well, you I don't have like a go-to deck it's always like no someone calls you can you play in five minutes in a chat group or something you do you know, have
1: no. a go-to deck Anton? yeah I Did have. You like, always I have Why? my
2: full uh, my I have my like uh, blue white sky stack that's always go to and then I have like my vintage deck my legacy decks and like 12 always ready to go primordial. I think but, the uh,
1: problem is that you're playing blue white skies too much yeah uh, you, you're not playing. any You, play, other you decks. play.
0: You play one deck. I I played like forty different decks in a year.
1: Yep. Yeah, I also actually it doesn't it didn't sound because Olan made it feel like everyone of us was bad at playing tournaments. But I've made a bunch of decks and I played a really much Magic this year. Uh, but some of it was online. Mm. Uh, and we had some local tournaments, and I just can't really remember all of them. But <clears throat> I've, I usually have at least one tournament each month that I'm uh, playing, yep. uh, I guess. And you, you're playing a bunch of uh, pre Anton, and that's usually online still?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. That's why I only keep it to like Skies in old school. Because yeah. I, I play old school perhaps, I don't know, 10 times a year. Uh, so, hmm. like, not having, and I only have the band card. So, like, what's better than. The yeah, white you space? have band also. You're right. So, fuck it. It's, it's, you uh, you and
1: I brewed some uh, band for when I play the old, old scryings. It yeah, uh, went well. I uh, went, I did well with the brew that you and I came up with, but I lost and I was mad for some reason. It's not that fun of a deck, I guess. But...
2: No, no, that was a spike try. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, premodern tournaments I played a lot of this year. Um, I... Sadly, very little legacy and vintage. But um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys made the right move. I think you sold out basically your your uh, construction mm-hmm. cards, right?
1: Yeah, I think I've I've always kept vintage going in some mm-hmm. manner. Uh, I remember well uh, when you and i started hanging out quote-unquote when we started calling Jonas the janitor when you like started talking about it, you defoiling uh was it the vintage or a legacy deck maybe both uh, storm yep you had like some foils and i was like questioning it like some
0: foils you... i had fully foiled ad nauseum tendrils
3: hmm.
1: So, so <laughs> you awesome. you were defoiling it. I was like questioning it. So back then, I think all of us were still into, if not legacy, very much uh, vintage. But uh, like, uh, yeah, I don't really like the format and there's no real... Even then, we had like two, three times a year you could actually play vintage live. Uh, but it's hard with those formats to keep yeah, it going. The, the I think Legacy is... is alive and kicking, so I'm yeah. not bringing Legacy down, but I personally don't appreciate it, because it's... <sighs> you can play... Yeah, whatever. Let's get into that, but...
2: No, but the, the problem now is, like, you play on comp rel level, and the first thing you need to ask your yard is, like, is it fine if I ask how we play a dungeon and how what is initiative <laughs> and and like that's no joke like initiative is taking over constructed eternal magic like it, it won um, vintage eternal uh, weekend and like it's doing really great in legacy as well so like you you're in for a treat you need to learn the new mechanics if you're gonna stay alive in those formats so, and I that? don't feel I have that I don't
1: I have this is the first time I yeah it's no, you we play Dungeons and
2: Dragons in Magic now.
1: We we yes.
0: don't we don't talk about Dungeons and Initiative no. on this podcast. No. Okay. Oh, what, no, what, no. what we can talk about is that uh, the guy who won the Winter Eternal weekend, Roger Roger James, he's an old school player. He plays shops a lot. Uh, I played with him a couple of times Not online. Much. A really nice guy. Nice. So so yeah. Um. are bringing I'm, it back. Yeah. Um,
2: that's a yeah. That's that's a nice save. Like not going off topic and bring it back. Yeah, but uh, because well done, I don't. Well
0: yeah, I I just looked up. Uh, I played 152 old school tournament matches this year. Um, Jesus fuck. 67 percent win percentage. Um, nice. That's pretty that's good. good. Yeah. Um, I played uh, how many pre-modern have I played? I played. You know, gold
1: fishing doesn't count, right? <laughs>
0: I played 17 um, pre-modern tournament matches. Uh,
4: that's
2: 17 more.
0: only? Okay. Yeah, I played three tournaments. Uh,
4: uh, I think I have the best pre-modern record at the moment. I have played literally zero games of pre-modern this year.
0: So you have se- zero yeah. percent win percentage. Yeah, that's great. Yeah.
2: Very
4: so good. I think the last player zero was more than a year ago. <laughs>
2: yeah but uh Seb is gonna do his summer house uh, thingy so yeah, yeah a,
1: it's I a full a... weekend of pre-modern not vintage but a lot of initiatives <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. but I still have <laughs> we'll a... be taken <laughs> what is it I always have a pre-modern deck ready to go and an old school deck and a vintage deck just in case
1: the the only like reason I wanted to linger on that all is because I'm actually uh, I'm playing arena I know each and every set and but I'm not into legacy or vintage so whatever
0: great for you uh, there's Yeah some... but I
1: I know the new cards but uh, the initiative I didn't really it didn't really click for
2: me so uh... you know, it's we we played a legacy Swedish national uh, northern Swedish championship and like yeah the room was two guys playing initiatives and like thirty guys not knowing what what does initiative do. So uh-huh. There's that uh-huh. for the tournament players.
0: They should just announce it in um uh, in the start of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cool, cool. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, we can start with s- at least one or something about yetus uh, topics. Um, <laughs> we haven't
1: even gotten into them. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but <laughs> we still what loser to talk about.
0: We started one hour earlier this time. So. Yeah. So
1: this oh, is okay. like when we usually start. So yeah. this is the intro. One hour. Yeah. Hey kids! <laughs> hey kids! <laughs> Welcome to Monster of the Week. Ola, kick it off.
0: Yeah. So we're going to start with alters. This is a quite interesting topic. Um so basically the, the premise of this topic is that he is doing alters like um, cards that he can alter. He does like this full full board what is it called? Full full art Alter, yeah, full art. Yeah. And giving them a maybe away some price as prices or something. And he is thinking like, oh, how should I do this? And not the alteration. He knows that and he's fine with that. But how is it going about? Um he is thinking about doing like sheep revised cards or or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, because like then you can get better quote unquote better cards um, for sheep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm but my take is that you should always do swedish legal cards because then yeah. the people could use them in like all yeah. all tournaments uh, and all yeah. decks um and I, th- uh, I would
1: like to add an exception to the rule and that's like the winning card especially in big tournaments like with the i think mg did that with the first new twist like the mind twist, right? Wasn't it? Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, very badly like framed, at least, and new.
2: I don't know, new magic cardly. It mind was a, twist. an an invocational mind yeah. twist okay. with, with hieroglyphs. But it
0: and... wasn't an altar. It... Was just no
2: card.
1: but but like in, in what? it's fine if it's a winning card in big I, I would just like like I'm, I agree with you that you should you should be able to play them but if you win and it's a big there should be some exception for the rule yeah um, Maybe. but but there's
0: also like the thing is like if you want to do these alters it's gonna cost money to buy these cards but you can like, just ask people to to donate cards to you because you're basically asking, Can you give me some cards so I can draw on them so I can give them away? You're not asking for yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. disgusting mind twist. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: but there's a lot of cheap, good Swedish legal cards. I've looked at that.
1: Mm. Uh, so just to conclude, uh, MG made it legal. Yeah. Because it was so. But yeah, because of the situation, everything.
0: Yeah, so, so it's legal. Jeff White won it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. On his, on his uh, quest for a shark, he has that mind twist.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep.
1: So he's, oh, he, he, I wonder how long, how far he is. On his quest for a shark. He has a blog that's
0: called Quest for a Shark. Yeah, I know, what? I know,
1: but, but... I, I haven't seen an <laughs> update recently. So.
0: I saw him giving like a blow job to Mano to get uh, a signature. Um,
2: yeah. He's really, uh, he has to work for it mm-hmm. for
1: sure. Yeah. I didn't um, know that Mano started in OnlyFans <laughs> also.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Continue, Oland. Yeah. With, uh,
0: so so yeah I've looked up some some good swedish legal cards to alter. Um like Eight Tog, Argothian Pixies, Blue and Red Elemental Blast, Disenchant Shatter, Divine Offering, Dust to Dust, Scavenger Folk, Sage Thanks of man. Latnam, Fireball, Disintegrate, Stone Rain, Sprites, Terror, Pestilence paralyze, The black cards are the worst.
1: Um mm-hmm. But yeah, this I think like, you have a nice one. You have the is it Fisher? No.
0: Yeah, but that's made. My yeah, that's a good card to alter as well. It doesn't go, but it's made by Douglas Schuler that alter. Okay, so that's
1: but, but it's kind of nice having like a, the Miser cards. I like that, Yeah. Are you yeah, that's okay. a, that's one card that you usually like could play, but not see the, a lot of play. I like those cards. Yeah, but Gloom it's, maybe you, Yeah, but know.
0: gloom is a bit expensive. These are all like okay, uh-huh. less less than you, four
1: euros. You're looking at well, okay. So so I, I basically, don't I don't understand money. So no,
0: no th- these are these are like cards that are like uh, from fifty cents up to three four euros. The red elemental loss is the most expensive on this list, but the other ones are like two euros each or something.
2: What are the premises here? Like, are we talking eight-man tournaments, or are we talking like fifty people tournaments? Or?
0: Like, whatever. Both.
2: Um Yeah, but I mean, even if like if there's a twenty-five-person tournament, you can you can for sure like alter a I don't know a tome from unlimited. Like, I mean, it's expensive, but people will probably pay ten euros or something. To play but he b-
0: basically, it's like donating it to the prize pool.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree with oh, that. Okay. Uh, but so, even so, like, if, if you're not donating, you could also just ask for, like, 10 euro entrance or whatever just to cover that card. Because it's, the, like, this is... I think it's super important that we're sticking to this. Like, this is the best prices. A trophy card. Yeah. yeah it's like memorabilia, that. and it's, like... Not monetizing anything, and it's like just a sweet fucking. But how the
1: the like signing and whatever cards that they do in the states usually? How does that come about? That you you bring a card each. Yeah, basically,
0: basically you bring a card each, and everyone signs then, and then at the end of the tournament you can just draft the cards in order or something. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's
1: cool. Yeah, but I, I I like more having. One card for the winner that that you're talking about now, on, But I, I just wondered how they went about. No, this uh, it's is, nice. This is giving not a, a card to the pool in some sense. This
0: is not just only for the winner. Like basically, you can have a, a random prize. Like you can, let's say, do an altar. Oh, the most, the best green deck, or or whatever. The best green non-power deck gets a oh. altered or gothian pixis where it says like best green deck or whatever on it and then oh, you still amazing. have like a, a card for the winner which is signed by all players or something. Oh. Uh, yeah. and it's like I got a question in chat like why altering cards that have that already with a perfect art and, but the thing is like I really like when to get a card that someone in the community oh, has special. made. It's yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. It's it's unique. People like It's unique, it's special. Yeah. People are just going to come ask you when you play a altered scribb spread like what, what what the fuck is going on with that yeah. where did you get that like i have my uh, my first prize card i got was a sushi in 2014 and it's like yeah this is it's pretty yeah. cool pretty cool um, yeah i love those
2: cards as well like when i play i have a powder keg that's uh, with like winning a tournament and like it says that you're the champ of that tournament and, yeah, and uh, every, every player has signed that like i it doesn't ha- every have time to be I'm... yeah
1: it doesn't have yeah. to be like a big thing it's just it doesn't doesn't
2: have to be like an artist altar. i mean that's no obviously amazing if if that one does but that becomes like a real price um yeah like just having scribbles and whatever i think that's also fine but I don't know what yeah that's the question what I was have, actually have so orders? many
1: of those cards like for going ninth place yeah yeah, <laughs> that's right. usually where I end up mm. I have one false orders that's signed by pefkin because mm. I went into top eight but in that tournament uh you had a coin that went around and if you had the coin in the end you made top eight and then he like because <laughs>
3: both, actually oh. both
0: me you and me seb got kicked out of the
1: top yeah eight. so then i got a false order that he signed <laughs> <That's> Perfect. because <laughs> he took my place and yeah. then i have like a Soros path that's also a nice ninth place card i guess yeah. and uh, yeah i have a i collect those cards also it's not as you mentioned it's not just for the winners it's cool having I do have for Lobster com, I have the divine offering that uh, DFB sent me. Uh, so and it says, I think, top eight uh, Lobster.com or something like that. And it's nice having yeah, having them having those types of cards, you don't need to have expensive cards, but it's nice having playable cards that you can put in and but, yeah. lands. I don't really like, no. but like spells that you
2: yeah but but that's the thing like the whole the whole takeaway message with this is like we all have fond memories of this like what if you instead got 30 bucks as a price uh, for making ninth place or whatever yeah no No. one cares no one remembers that Mm. but having a shit ugly altar card like that's awesome Mm. so and please also
0: also the the altars doesn't have to be good. That's not the point. If they're good, yeah. that's that's a bonus. Bad yeah. altars are also cool.
1: Paladin okay. does great altars.
4: Uh, yeah, he does.
0: There's a lot of people who does uh, good altars. I uh, at, in Darmstadt, I got uh, really that really nice red elemental blast from from Mayor Hans, um, for example, yeah. um, mm. which I play in every single deck that plays a
4: red elemental blast. Um, mm. Um, yeah.
3: yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, but,
4: I, uh, I have uh, continue on this question. Uh, what do you think about cards that are stamped from a tournament, like con stamp on the
2: cards? I think it goes under the same category. Maybe not as like personalized as a like altar, but I think that's a fine trophy. I guess.
0: Mm. I mean, th- those are great for. I mean, you can't expect to like, say, let's say LobsterCon, it's hundred plus player. You can't expect like people to sign 120 cards no. or whatever, like a stamp. <laughs> stamp is like, he just puts them out yeah. on the floor or whatever, does stamp, 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 let them dry. And he's done. He's done the prices for the tournament.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dicks on cards, yay or nay? Question from Thomas here <laughs> in Yay. <laughs> yay. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially on Ernam Jin. <laughs>
2: uh, I think it's super immature, uh, but fuck yeah, I yeah. love it. Like uh, that grown-up adults keeps doing dicks. I wouldn't I, I like think...
0: I wouldn't like it on pre-modern cards, but on old school cards, okay.
1: Mm. I, uh, when when I the first time I met Timmy, he had like this I think revised bunch of unsleeved cards that he wanted people to sign. Maybe you signed one of them all on the tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but then we could drew, draw, draw something <laughs> and I forgot to draw a dick on it. So oh, that's, that's a shame. <laughs> I, I find a oh, golem, no. but I, I really in my mind now, I really know how I would have done it. Just like a small, small little thing <laughs> coming up. Small
4: dick.
2: I I, I, I recently tried this as well because I always sign cards with Glanz and I figured like, yeah, if there's anyone who can actually like sign a card with a dick, it's probably my last name, right? So (laughs) I I, I wrote Glanz and I did like a dick next to it, I I think. Why why is it It your
1: your name? Is it because of the S or? Glanz. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, but Glanz is like Latin for dickhead basically. (laughs) It's the medical term
1: i see that's why you're trying so hard not to be a dickhead,
2: maybe yeah yeah but clearly yeah. failing clearly failing so yeah what it is. so
0: so so to conclude um continue doing your alters and don't be afraid to ask for cards to that you can alter and give away yeah. uh, because yeah. that's, it's not going to be a problem you can probably get like okay yeah i have uh ten divine offerings, I'll send them to you. And then yeah. you have ten prize cards. And then someone else sends you ten scavenger folks.
2: Yeah. Premodern saying? Denmark says here in, in the chat like 30 bucks when you spent hundreds on plane, train, ferry, car to get there. No way. Right? Well, That's the thing.
0: Well, remember, premodern Eurochamps uh, with the mm, donations yeah. to charity. Mm.
2: Yeah. Uh, but I guess that was lack of communication from the organizer. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, Keep it, keep it, like, transparent that this is going to be a charity event and shitty prices, and no one can complain. So, yeah.
0: To, to be honest, I think that uh, the pre-modern players just need to get used to how it's run compared mm-hmm. to the old school player, Because in old school, no one would care.
3: No. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah. Um, moving on from Alters. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, there's another one uh, about tournament reports, and he would like to do more reports from tournaments, uh, which is something I really like. Um, he would it, like to see more reports? Sorry. I would like to, I, I will write more and I would like to see more because mm-hmm. it's, it's always uh, fun. And it's like, for me, um, when I write tournament reports, I don't write about the games because that's, for me, it's boring. For some people, it's probably fun to read some play by play action stuff. But that's that's not my style. I like to tell the story about um, the tournament, the food, uh, the people who did? Who was the most drunk, who did the most stupid stuff. Uh, uh, did I get lost or anything like that? Because the, I think the personal stuff is more interesting.
2: Uh, I just be-
1: skimmed through all your reports looking for my name. Okay, yeah, you
2: I'm, write I'm... something about me. Yeah.
4: Control F.
2: <laughs> but I I think I think there's two formats where how you can like report a tournament. Either you write a blog about it, adding some nice pics and whatever and talk about your journey and I'm fine with game by gameplay, that's that's fine. But the other one is doing a podcast about it. Uh, I like that. Type of segment like doing a deck tech and then talking through your journey i think that's a nice like one hour listening to but i
1: uh, don't i don't know then they I, need people like us if yeah. you do a nice tournament uh, with a nice deck and usually winning <laughs> right all, and uh, on, then yeah, or just a breakout
2: then, deck then contact whatever,
1: but... us and then we can make it happen <laughs> Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know. Do, I, you, I do you, you
2: like? Uh, are are we missing? Like, should there be a video, uh, like a YouTube about it, or how do you guys feel about what media uh, a report should be? In? Okay,
1: and that's what you're hinting at. I I just want to go back with to what what i was saying. Uh, I think there's from what I've read. I also am in. I I don't remember. Maybe three, four, five years ago, there were more like blog posts of uh, uh, maybe a blog overall is dead, I guess. Uh, But then you could see like more of like, uh, I don't know, you can read up on how someone did in a tournament and that's kind of dead and maybe living media like podcasting and YouTubing and whatever is more uh, nowadays happening.
0: Think you're just uh, it's can't read. I I just think you are just um, missing
1: all the blog posts. Am I? But uh, where, where, where where are you catching all this? Is it like individuals that have their own blogs, yeah. or is it like? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I would. Um, I'm. I usually look at the um, um, uh, the gen. And pod. are they
1: mentioning me? Uh,
0: no, um, <laughs> okay. they never mention you. Actually, sad. Uh, Sad. So, but yeah, I, th- I think there's uh, like some people like to read, some people like to uh, watch YouTube videos, some people like to listen to podcasts, and and I I consume all of the above. But some people are just they just like their own style. Like, oh uh, yeah, I always read blogs. I don't mm. listen to podcasts. So many people say I never listen to podcasts at
1: all. Mm. Any podcasts. Mm. I think what's what I love about old school, and that goes for pre-modern also, uh, is that it's a format where you can like meet and greet and have a nice community and whatever. But the I when I when I consume magic overall, I more tend to look at uh, like a tournament where a person progresses with a deck, and I would like to see where it ends up. I don't personally, I know people like that, but I don't personally like seeing random games. Uh, So I like to see like the top tables, and I like to root for a player and all that. Uh, And sure, you can do that in a one-on-one, like one game, one match and whatever, but uh, if I, I would love to see, like what you did with uh, Epic in a way, uh, Anton, <coughs> but I would, I would, when I when I watch something, I would even want it to be more spiky, like just to see, uh, just to see like the, like now we have soccer going on, the World Cup or whatever. Football. Football. Yeah, th- there should be something in it uh, and that goes against the format in, in a sense, so it's not easy i i understand but that's what i that's what you want when you watch
2: no but like that's classic storytelling like you need you need a hero to to do like a challenge and something yeah. happens on the way and then you yeah you you end up in another place like that's basic storytelling so mm. yeah for sure that's a good read but like if you want to keep it on on your experience on the whole tournament, the whole event, whatever, that's fine. But like, you should probably leave in some magic content because that's why everyone reads your blog. That's yeah. the common, uh, the common ground we're at. So I think like, well, not mentioning your results, I think, is probably a, a bad idea. Uh, yeah. But uh, like, I love reading just. Some jank uh, notes about like the best kebab sauce in the. I agree. Whatever, like this is not reading. I I love.
1: Like reading, you can also put in. There's so much. There, there's like a, a more expansive universe in doing that as a blog post. But like game-wise, putting up games, uh, I more. But, yeah, I, I really agree with what you're saying. Uh, that like you need something to look forward to, I guess yeah uh, and uh, that, the yeah how how do you go about? It? I did see a really nice uh, what was that? Was it the chalice? Uh, someone did it was a bit too long, but it was like uh, from I would like to see more of that, uh, and maybe i I can find it later on but. There, there was someone went that went to the chalice that like really made an effort at going from point A to C like said oh. like from when they were traveling, going around really yeah. uh, like taking care of uh, when they met people and always recording stuff. But that's, uh,
0: that's the, the, it's such an insane amount of work. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I'm
1: I'm not talking about the work, but that was also very nice. Uh, it's, uh, it doesn't have to be spiky, but that it would be really cool seeing someone like doing more of a in depth, uh, like video essay or whatever of uh, It's called a, v- it's called to- a vlog. No, but this one was <laughs> that, edited. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was it it was a ed- yeah. it was a edited vlog basically. Yeah, but if it's edited, I'm in for it. A vlog, in my mind at least, is more like, "Hey guys, I'm here today to doing this." Do you you this haven't is like an impromptu shitty. No, thing. no, no. Yeah, but it's it, still a vlog no. Thi- but this thing, was like one hour
0: and the whole trip. So the, the thing with those guys that do vlogs. Um, they make it sound that it's spontaneous it's not spontaneous yeah. everything is planned in detail like
1: but but this was not like this is aside from uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but this was just recorded and then put edited together Yeah, uh, and that's what i'm uh, i would also like to see i have but, a, i but... have
2: a, another cool thing about this <laughs> uh, if we're mixing media and it's like actually mike Flores, who who is obviously a great writer like he does that for a living yeah. um and he, he has joined pre-modern last year, and he has this uh, cool stuff ink uh, site. So he he writes a like tournament report or whatever. Mm. He's super hyperbolic about everything. Uh, mm. But it's like a clear you're gonna root for someone and you're you're not gonna root for another one. But he also reads in this, so you could either read it in written text. Look at some pictures, or you can actually just listen to it as a yeah. podcast oh, or an okay. audiobook I guess. Yeah, I've and, done uh, that. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: really nice. You you can listen to his uh, post about it. Yeah, because he uh, records it afterwards. He put in uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: I would love Oland if you do that with your grumpy blog and like you read it in Olan's voice. Olan, <laughs> well, mm. maybe I can I can read it in. <laughs> you would no. be too cheerful, Sam. Yeah.
0: And all, sure. also, yeah. also, I like these short uh, videos. Uh, have you seen Paul de Silva's LobsterCon uh, vlog? It's like three mm-hmm. minutes, uh, and he—I'll post the. We don't. We're not going to watch it now, but I post a link. He basically does it like with filter that looks like it's from '93. He's an insane mm-hmm. creator, nice. obviously. Mm-hmm. But
1: is it from Enough? Like. Time pause enough, different yeah, yeah, times yeah. it's not just like three minutes in a no,
0: go no, or... no, 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 no. He, I mean, he's he's a professional, so yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. So, so that's that's another way. I don't, um, I mean, those the the yeah, the Shallis shall- one was the basically like 20 minutes, and then they spent 20 minutes doing the the, the that like uh, high school series money draft, uh if there's one thing you should watch that that movie and watch Jonas twitch and proclaiming why his his draft is the best that's the best minute of of youtube history ever i've never seen anything better than that
2: you're right like going for a beer
0: so so yeah but it's like i think the the thing with tournament reports you can basically do whatever you want um and there's some people who will like it and some people would dislike it. You can't cater to everyone. And I, I wrote that blog post actually about this with content creation, a couple of months, maybe a year ago, um, uh, where I, where I wrote that, don't try to, to cater to everyone, just do whatever you want. And it's probably going to be the best. Yeah. If you if you try to do something that other people do, it's probably gonna be shit.
1: For for the record, this is probably the third beer I grabbed, and I didn't make a deal about it, like Ty and Anton did. What? Like they they go into the mic like grabbing a beer. Yeah. Go grab a beer, guys. It's fine. It's a drunken stream, right? I, oh.
0: Yeah, I can uh, post um, that uh, blog post which I'm quite happy with, actually, um, about content creation.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that people appreciated most, I guess, that you uh, did this year. Not that you didn't do any other thing (laughs) great, but uh, it's nice that you put it out there.
0: Yeah, because I basically started doing everything at once.
1: Not really. You you've done this a while, and you did write your blog earlier. But this is like a how you do uh, a stream and how where you can start in each yeah. fraction or whatever what you want to do.
2: Are we talking so about you... the most important blog post of 2022?
1: <laughs> <No>. Yeah, or <laughs> o- o- uh, how to make content right. Oh yeah.
2: Most important part um, blog post of 2020. Yeah. Hands down.
1: Yeah. And uh, Oland said, uh, that. yeah, the... he's proud about it and he should be. And uh, it's like, we're going forward and it's easy to like technology wise, uh, get access to stuff. So that's the first step, I guess, to actually, <laughs> get things going Uh, and i would love to see people stream more of course that's also nice we didn't mention that earlier it's really nice sitting live actually seeing and we've seen some great content uh, this year Uh, not only like old school as pre-modern has exploded (laughs) Uh, and the like it's cool that It's not really money in it, I guess, but people really take good, make good effort in making it uh, work in every sense. Like I tried to watch some Wizards of the Coast, uh, like there's been some weird tournaments going on with real professional magic players. It's like they have to have breaks for hours at ends and like break and nothing happens and technical difficulties and like it's worse than <laughs> old school. And pre-modern so,
0: so was it a, <laughs> w- w- was it what or Wizards you're talking
1: about? <laughs> Wizards has been uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wakwak doesn't break
2: the stream. They just talk about it. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, exactly.
0: shut down the fucking stream now.
4: And uh, um, we lost some. Oh, uh, no, I'm here. No, there's okay. actually th- that's a
2: thing that I'm starting to enjoy, and I kind of like despise myself for enjoying that. But MTGO streams where the player plays a deck and goes through his or her mind, like how, how they're thinking and what plays them. I really like that format, but then it's the interface of MTGO, which is horrible. And yeah. people, like if people play old formats and they have old cards, re- retroframe whatever, that's nice. But when you play old formats with like this digital art, you don't recognize it's they lose a lot. But like the thing where because you, you can't do that, you can't do a paper magic match and you you're going through what you're thinking. Like well the, if
1: you do if you record it and then uh comment on it i
2: guess but yeah I've, yeah but the work that's not feasible and like trying to remember i think really that
0: one of the best um one of the best uh youtube channels for me is um the norwegian farmstead mtg um yeah he's really good he's so about
1: farming basically
0: yeah uh, farm farming <laughs> magic um <laughs> But, but basically he just, uh, he, reco- he, he records and then he cuts it up and, uh, just does commentary over it. Um, mm-hmm. we, which mm-hmm. I, uh, which I really like, um, yeah. And uh, I like he, when Timmy does it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tim, but... it's, Tim is, everyone knows about Timmy. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's true. maybe not everyone knows about farmstead. So I posted this link. I, I think you should look at that. Um,
4: Oh, mm-hmm. I just realized something. Uh, uh, tournament articles. If you want to read something interesting, you should read uh, Shaman Ben's reports he has done in the past. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing. Mm-hmm. If and uh, yeah, I I kind of like those old uh, old Swedish tournament reports where they like talk about traveling eating and adding like soundtrack to each game, be like adding songs from YouTube, be like, yeah, this game. Mm -hmm. I like that part.
0: Yeah, uh, but um, the reason I like to to write about um, like the travels and and the food is because I would like to inspire people to go to places uh, rather than sitting at home or just uh, playing in their hometown or whatever because mm. like that that's one of the the biggest biggest parts of traveling like the magic is okay it's not really a joke when i'm saying that the magic is the worst part of the magic trick trips for yeah. me no i agree um, oh.
2: but like the, the, this is an important part what people perhaps don't realize uh if you haven't done content uh, or shared anything you don't get paid but you get paid in the long term because you Perhaps can win over one other player to like. Okay, I will actually come to this tournament, or I will, I will think about that the next time, or like. uh, So, so what you're saying is you trying to manipulate people all into like, (laughs) and and yeah, you can. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I mean, it's obviously for good intent, but like there is some egotistical winnings by. Well, especially if your, you, yeah, especially if you want to
1: experience stuff and meet people and see the world, uh, it's, uh, I, I can't, like, I've been, you, Anton, you, like, uh, exercising and you meet people in other hobbies, maybe, of course, but yeah. that's what, that's what, uh, Damn, that's what hobbies does. Damn. <laughs> Anton is flexing on stream for the listeners, but yeah, now um. he's taking off his shirt. No, yeah. don't show <laughs> that <them out. laughs> <laughs> So, no, but uh, seriously, no, uh, like, it's so easy to, uh, like, meet people from uh, anywhere. It's weird speaking to mugglers, <laughs> like, the, <it> doesn't <laughs> yeah. play magic, like, when uh, I told my co-workers that I went to Amsterdam and I was like,
4: oh, ho, Amsterdam, how was it?
1: It's like, well, I basically sat in the basement, and played magic. I had a lot of beers. I met a lot of people. But then was like, we should go. And I was like, yeah, well, I know a lot of people there. So, and it's like, you know, a lot of people all over the world. It's a community, and that's what you want in a hobby. It's yeah. it doesn't. It's not that much effort either. Even you, you can go to one of the big tournaments and just be nice <laughs> and then people will invite you to other stuff yeah yeah for, know sure. for sure no people so i'm i'm really agreeing with you, jolan it's cool that
4: yeah just think about how many players that got involved in old school thanks to MGS um, yes, Guest blog yeah
0: uh, it's like uh, it's interesting that juice wrote that it's like it's easy to hear that none of you guys have four kids i will Take them with me next time to all the the travel games. But yeah, I'm the only one two who doesn't. Kids, yeah. I do only one who doesn't have kids.
4: Um, yeah, I got three kids.
0: Yeah.
1: I have two yeah. kids, and I'm a teacher, so I have multiple of kids <laughs> <laughs> running about.
0: So so yeah yeah wow. that's that's rough. I some people. I think have... most of the old
1: school players have kids, so I think oh. it's fine. Uh,
0: there's a lot of people with kids. Um, and I have never understood that wife credit system. It's really complex. Uh, yeah, it is. It, like
2: <laughs> it, you can't you can't explain it. It's like you have to. It's a lot of like informal knowledge. Going okay, on. I have a
1: question for basically Ty and Anton, but
0: I'll go some, make a drink then. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: some people like have. Like, well, then I'll bring my wife. But for me i want to uh, and i'm not arguing against that but for me i think this hobby is like for me yeah
3: so yeah i, so
1: I yeah. don't I want to i don't want my wife to meddle with it no uh,
2: But i, I so, guess those who brings their wives it's basically the only way for them to actually be there like it's a then there's like maybe, a excuse but so it's like i do you bring your wife and you have to spend three of the four days with her Mm-hmm. or you don't, don't get to go yeah that's so one
1: some of the people but some other people probably have like the perfect match also clearly yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but like I think hobbies are is a place where you go and you don't have to think about anything else yeah, my no, wife I agree said
4: that. The old school thing—that's the magic and drinking thing—is for you. Just yeah. go do it.
0: No. But I also I think that there's some places that um, I mean you can plan your tournaments to go to places that are good to bring your wife to. I've heard a lot of people who, yeah, yeah, m- maybe that's like, oh, said, we go yeah. to Italy and Genoa, mm. and I'm gonna play two days tournaments, and then we can see Italy. Like mm. that seems like. Darmstadt, probably not the best place to bring <laughs> <No. recall ever. laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> But
1: we can see the venue, we can...
2: Arvika, the Enjoy same. The Do not lamb. take your wife to Arvika. She um, no. Unless
0: she yeah. is into old American cars or something. Yeah, yeah for
2: sure. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, that's right. nice. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, go but to Ikea parking lot and like, there's a whole museum. It's Donuts. the
1: same place. You took me to the same place. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but like, I guess... I mean, for for me, I share a hobby with my wife, and that's uh, CrossFit and training. Like, we do that a lot together. Um, And and that's that's a hobby. That's (laughs) that's nice to have, to share. But fuck, it's refreshing to have, like, your own hobby. Uh, So I mean, I wouldn't complain if she wanted to start and play Magic. But at the same time, like, mm, it's pretty nice to have your own thing. Mm -hmm. This is our safe space. Yeah, it it is. The season's upon us It's that
3: time of year Grandy and eggnog this-
1: Orlan, hit us up with the next topic.
0: Yeah, I don't know which topic we maybe someone else choose a topic this time. I've, um, I don't know which one is the actual best topic. Oh, oh, Okay,
2: well, you yeah. bring it on then. Yeah. Okay. Can I read a question? Yeah. I guess this is from Yada as well.
0: Everything is from Yada.
2: Okay. So Jada states, in Legacy, scouring decklists to be up to date with a meta is very much a thing. How effective is that in old school? Is the main decks of the former more or less solved, so getting familiar with a handful of lists will be enough to keep you aware of most of what you're going to face. Or is there too many brew personal twists? Do you have a stock list memorized for most of the popular decks?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yes. it's a really nice topic and it's yep. really well put. Uh, so why did you want to talk about this? Um, because <laughs> I
2: because this is also something that discerns from like if if you're comparing old schoolers to pre moderns, I think like net de- net decking is something ugly and uh, something like you shouldn't do that in yeah, old it's school. In pre modern, is like it's fine because mm. more legacy players are coming from to pre modern from legacy, I guess. So I don't know if it's like a norm thing or whatever, but I want to hear your uh, thoughts because you're more of an old school player than I am.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think uh, like there's some newer brews and there's some people really doing well with a certain brew that you tend to look at, but... I personally don't play those decks all on you. You're more in tune with some of those decks and you try them out, but I don't see it as net decking. When you do that, it's more like, so basically most of my decks,
0: uh, I play, um, when I try something new, they come from Will McGran or Svante, uh, Oula, maybe no, 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 not, <laughs> I don't think I've never I don't think I've ever taken a deck from Olle
1: Okay uh, You played blue-red a while, but wasn't yeah, but, it Ulla's? It's, it's a mix between uh, Yeah, I don't know, but that's like uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but uh, A lot of the decks are Are made by Svante or Will Or like in that case With the triple S, it's Stebo's deck um, Yeah But it's and like they lay on
1: the bolt decks That's not either of them either
0: no, uh, I no, but it's, yeah, but the lists are iter It's like iteration seventeen of the Lion D Bolt deck, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that, That's but, an exception.
1: Yeah, I think you are really good at uh, seeing, and I think that goes for you also, Anton. In premodern, uh, you guys are good at seeing. Uh, like these are the. I want to play this certain deck, and these are the top 3 best yeah but you portions, yeah. Of
2: it. you you see trends so you obviously in your mind you have you have to follow up trends to to like bring a deck if you're going to tweak like a 60 card deck with three cards difference from a stock list because you're expecting something new in the meta like that's how you kind of have to do it but like in old school i feel like some there are some paramount cards that you need to like think about so, like, sit in a Bottle, are you expecting that one? Uh, mm-hmm. Blood Moon, are you expecting that one? The Abyss, like, do you, ex- if you play the Abyss versus a creature deck, do you expect them to, like, have Sushis in the sideboard so you are actually supposed to, I don't know, bring in decent chance, uh, or or whatever, like, there are some interesting aspects of this topic to to, like, lift, I guess, and if you are up to date with, with current lists, then it's probable that people have aspired to the new tweaks. But in old school, I feel like people just play what they used to play. I'm looking mm. at myself. So like I, I, keep some sort of up to date thingy, but like it doesn't really matter. But I don't know. That was a long tangent on this. But no, yeah. no, no. Please, please, fill up.
4: <laughs> Yeah, I understand what you're coming from, Anton, and. I feel that in pre-modern, people tend to net deck more, I guess, because when the big tournaments, when the reports from the big tournaments, there's like 100 plus players and the top eight or top 16 is certain amount of deck stats. And people look at them and be like, wow, how did uh, like Elves win again? Shouldn't people start sideboarding against it? No. But people tend to just netdeck the whole 75 and be like, huh, I can't beat Reanimator at the moment for some reason because nobody plays no. Thomas Crypt.
0: I think one of one of the biggest mistakes people do when they netdeck also is they like, let's say they take up, um, they are not They are not into pre-modern, they are not into whatever, and they pick up, let's say, uh, Rich Chase 4 parfait list yeah. and they go like 1-4 one, one yeah, yeah.
3: it's like okay
0: yeah of course you're not gonna do great with that deck if you don't know it and you, you're you not good at the format mm. um, it's like th- that's the thing it's like I've, I've talked about this several times in old school I would always say like never take Pefken's lists uh, <laughs> never <laughs> no. ever go with them because yeah. like it's only him that can do well yeah. with them
1: yeah, but this goes into the tangent. That's one of the things why I love playing Magic is because uh, there's very good decks, and but still each player will find a way, even if it's the best deck and you always win, if it will find it its own way to win. Uh, and that goes for some players can find that way, like Pef can, going the wrong way for most of the players but uh and that's pretty cool i think that you can each player has its own play style Uh, i i I, I tend to think about this a lot when i play like cube and when i play like limited and whatever that i you need to play I, i need to how I feel that I'm 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 a really mid-range player, so <laughs> I need to know what threats my opponent has, and I need to pace it out a bit, mm. not so it goes long game. And then I need to have, like, okay, he has, he has four cards in his hand. He probably has at least one removal. What should I go with first? Uh, so net decking, sure, uh, it's a good way to start, I guess. But,
2: yeah, but like even as a mid range player, you, you kind of have to net deck in in that regard. Like you don't have to net deck yeah. your own list, but you have to you have to read up on a lot of decks to know how what to expect when you play yeah. like mid range, for instance. So. But
1: like when I I hadn't played pre modern for a very long time in that sense, and I played the Eurochamps, Euro and I talked with you, and I talked with Berlin, and I talked with a couple. of... Uh, we did a podcast, you and I, Wallen, about the rock but uh, I still didn't really know where I would land. And then I tried it out before uh, and I tried more of your version of it. And none of the decks are that different, but mm-hmm. then I ended up with like, okay, this is the version I feel like I would, yeah, like this that's is true. the play pattern yeah. I would like to see. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, what people don't really get when they net tech Mm. especially these formats because it's like basically the good cards are why you're playing it so you're not taking out (laughs) as a recall you have some of the certain cards clearly but some of the cards and especially one part of the question was the sideboarding but we can get into that later but uh like, especially going into like how would you do, how, how are you playing against certain decks, I guess, and what are the meta and whatever. That also makes
4: it more convoluted and different. Yeah. I think to... actually, Thomas actually says something really yeah. interesting in the chat. Would a bigger card pool lead to more net, de- net, net decking? Because it's harder to actually make choices in a bigger pool. Yes.
2: Yes, absolutely.
4: And I actually agree with him. In old school, it's a smaller pool. Just like Mm -hmm. Seb said that you take the restricted cards and you build your deck around it. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you get fewer flex slots or fun slots to to work with
2: but yeah yeah. but but like old school is i mean i think i'm a good example of that i I don't play old school too often i don't follow old school like everything but i know it and i i know the swedish meta pretty well but like when you know the archetypes and i'm on a mid-range deck basically Mm. so but still you just play the good cards so like okay you you have to for sure know that there's a card named like disenchant (laughs) counterspell but but like you do and you play them yourself so uh, you, so I feel like old school is, is so small that it's not something you have, which is why I also like playing old school that I mm-hmm. don't have to read up on it, but I don't feel about that with premodern at all because that changes so much more and has so much more like but you but you play
0: quality. you play white um, white in in old school, then you don't really have to adapt because mm. you have you have the best re- you have access to the best removal yeah. and then you play blue you have counterspell then you you you, you don't you're, really have to change you're that much
1: adapting really with doing that only i guess yeah so so
0: so if you played for instance um, red black instead it's a yeah. lot harder because then you would okay yeah people are playing four suits now then my my lightning bolt chain lightning strategy is not gonna yeah. be be the best okay. uh, but should you... I ha-
1: should I be playing shatter storms in cyborg like that's a weird card flash fires <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> be sure yeah. But so. yeah.
1: I, I also I think one part of net decking that's problematic is that people tend to go with like the winning decks. Uh, and you don't really see the route to victory. Then, uh, you can meet like the decks that your deck wins against. I don't know if that goes for old school as much, but we did see that in troll cup, like a bunch of monogreen decks doing really well. And that's a yeah. big tournament. But I think those decks, uh, like preyed upon all the control decks, like the slower decks. And then people might look at the top eight to see, oh, uh, green is so good <laughs> at this point that I should like put all my stock and all my money and trade everything in for going <laughs> mono green, but then they meet something like uh, we mentioned earlier, a or whatever. And I think that's I'm... a harder matchup for them. So
0: uh, I'm going the exact opposite way. The mono green is terrible against the deck. Uh, no, and, I don't a, think and, so. And good against A Tog.
1: I, I don't th- say I'm not saying the deck per se. It's good against slower decks.
4: Uh, and that's the I'm thing saying. is, people don't play falling star in the sideboards. I think it's super weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. But anywho, there maybe sometimes you're looking at like the winning decks rather than because that's that's a deck that won. That must be the best deck. But you don't like look at the route to what they met and what other. It's
2: no. That's I... why the winner should write a blog post about. <laughs> yeah. Way to be yeah. there. So so they they understand it. <laughs> so it's people like
1: might see the whatever. Yeah.
0: But it's like it, it depends. I mean, it depends on on a play style. It's like the topic help deck getting better is 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 it's quite interesting when you're talking about like, what should you focus on? Should you play a wide range of decks or should you just focus on one? Um, I would say that it depends on what kind of guy you are and how you learn. Yeah, uh, yeah because, be... because I, I, I always yeah. want to play a wide range of decks because then I will know if I play, say a mono green deck, um, against the deck then i will know what what's hard for me when i what my strengths are if i play the other side and my weaknesses but some people they just stick to one deck i mean often like the mono red players are those guys that tend to stick to their to their same guns they're
2: invested in a shit color so like it is what it is <laughs> yeah uh,
4: the joke is that people that play mono red decks have hockey shirts and and like poppa toffler or flip flops <laughs> and be mm-hmm. like i go fast i go red uh, yeah, and no, like, but, yeah yeah so, so
0: it, it it kind of depends on on what kind of guy you are and it's like I don't want to get into this like academic thing about learning styles or whatever, but, but it's, there's something to it. Like some people learn by watching others, some people learn by reading, some people learn by listening and some people learn by trying different things. And it's like, it's, it's so hard to getting better. The only thing that, that really seems to work is to hang out with people that are better than you. And that goes for any subject matter.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's
2: true. Yeah, yeah that, that that's a good very good point. And um, you should and that's why you probably should also play you should play tournaments. You should probably join a like webcam tournament because there are some yeah. pretty fucking good players there. Uh, so and you, can, you should so
1: always true. be humble, like be not you, you should always think what could have done better? And uh, there's always matchups that felt like, oof, I really got out of that one. You shouldn't think that that's because I have the best deck. It's because I, what could I have done different to (laughs) make it even better, I guess?
2: No, but it's always you who are unlucky and your opponents are lucky. Haven't you (laughs) you heard? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is this, like,
0: is, is this like M- mickey matthias on the Sw- swedish guy who always mulls to four in every quarterfinal match he loses <laughs> in all games
4: okay. <laughs> no I, I think i'm i guess i'm the one that net decks old school decks the most i think of us four
1: yeah you're I, really unsure
4: yeah, no, about what you want to play i think yeah <clears throat> Because <clears throat> I am look at all the top eights and read all the reports and be like, hmm, oh, this guy makes a real nice point about this deck. I should mm. try it. Mm. Switch a few sideboard cards and then just try it and be like, okay, this wasn't my style of deck.
1: I think Go most back. of Magic players, they see a deck and they think, how can I make this better? Because yeah. I'm... Mm. I'm this genius magic player yeah. that can <laughs> that can solve this format that's already been solved for thirty plus
2: years. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, but mm-hmm. and also like people tend to feel like if I change that one card, it's now my deck. So like i personalized this yeah. deck. Uh, yeah. What a fucking genius I am! Uh, yeah, but you. Well, uh, you're not.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You used to say something really interesting. Is the uh, sideboarding. That's actually what's. Yeah,
1: w- w- we touched on that earlier. That makes it really hard, but I think there's basics to sideboarding, like putting in, uh, for old school at least, cheese, uh or like when we get into the sit on a ball discussion, maybe swapping stuff. Uh, it gets a bit weird going into that, uh, but when we're talking about net decking, I don't know, uh, that's probably a different topic. Then,
2: oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. But, but yeah, at the same time, like some cars are obvious there for a reason. Like, if you see three circle protections green, that person has probably expected a lot of mono green. In, in, that specific so like you have to you have to add some i don't know intelligence to looking at the deck list i guess if you're gonna know
1: it's Um, usually in the sideboard where you see the pet cards and
2: maybe a shark or two and like and you have to realize context sometimes like we're into these old school formats and If you look at like old extended list, if you're into, say, pre-modern, or you're going to do a block constructed deck, and you see some random deck play for Tolaran Academy, but they don't play a a single artifact in the deck, it was because (laughs) of the legendary rule was different. And Tolaran Academy was like fucking up standard uh, for a couple of months in like 99. Mm. So sometimes you actually have to read up the history of a deck because, Yeah. yeah, sometimes a card on surface doesn't make any sense. But, but believe us, if there's a top eight in like 300 plus GP tournament, that player had a reason for it.
1: Sadly, economically, it would—it's not possible. But it would have been nice to see sometime, like one person adding a shark in their sideboard just because they let that. Not taken. But like the,
0: the, a seventy-five. I think the most interesting thing is like I've I've heard of, a couple of people have reached out to me and asked why I played the giant shark in the sideboard, and that's that's fun. The the most fun thing is the guy who copied Will McGran's list and put a dingus egg in his sideboard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then well, yeah, well, then he fantastic. actually that's somewhat succeeded. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah
4: I I love um, that. <laughs> it will happen in pre-modern when Aaron Dix is back in the in Europe, yeah. D- yeah. looking at Sleepy like, "Why is there yeah. a shoreline Raider in your cyborg?" Yeah. Makes no sense. I've been Anton I've been
1: that decked, a couple of times, sometimes, and I think it's it's a feel bad when it's blatantly like people trying to make their own thing of it, but they don't even recognize you. Uh, but I never really felt it that way, personally. Uh, that's also, like, I think you, all are really good at, uh, and uh, Anton also, I don't know, Ty, you haven't made the, like those, you did, didn't even have to do that. But. It's nice making a recognition if uh someone does that I guess that's if you if you have an inspiration or whatever just mention the name just because keep the community and keep the yeah. like brewing space alive I guess
2: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah for, sure, for sure No no so you're you're saying like if you're stole something you should give credit to that person Yeah 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 for sure like, shout uh, out to Stunt. Yeah. yeah, but that's just a life lesson. Always use quotes or references. Like, Yeah,
0: it's like that's why 90% of Seb's deck should be named trying to be Mano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> according to <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, I would, uh, I, I'm would. i interested to see. Juice is talking about he, he won a tournament in Denmark, the Tron Wars, playing four Onulets in the sideboard of his Ato deck. I'm interested to see if someone has net decked that list. Um <laughs> it, it's it's yeah. it's um it's um it's a very interesting take. I, I don't know if it's good or bad, um mm. the four onulets, but it's in, in interesting. Um it's not it's not really bad, that that's for sure, but it's it's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you you will definitely see if someone shows up at the tournament with four onulets in a sideboard with an Atog deck. I'm I'm pretty sure they have seen Juice deck uh, because I've never seen that before. Uh, it, it's so hard with with other cards like basically the four suits sideboard is like standard tier one strategy now. You, yeah. It's like I don't even know who started with that. <sighs> No, and I don't like care. Like in the cyborg? no, no, exactly. And I don't, I don't even care. It's yeah.
1: like I think the... Suchi overall, I would give to Kale. That's his, <laughs> it's like, but, yeah. but yeah, not in the cyborg, no, Cal- curva. <laughs> the Kale curva, but it was... should have Suchi. I, if, if I would give Suchi to someone, I would give it to Kale, yeah. <laughs>
0: but... or... Or maybe like um, Yum Yum or someone
1: like yeah, but not in the cyborg. Kale brings it in his no. main anyhow, so yeah.
0: So I don't, I don't even know. I'm. I'm I think
1: that that's an interesting point you're making because that was when sit in a Bottle uh, was more and more prevalent, I guess, right? Uh, and I, that's what I that that's one reason I think why old school is still it still keeps evolving uh people hate on those types of cards but that also makes it interesting having the cyborg slots and then having yeah it's i but it's cool I died that, that it can happen that you need to put in an effort <laughs> while sideboarding. do i need some Disenchant shatters whatever against this creature based deck because he, because i'm bringing in my sitting or whatever it's cool yep
0: yeah and it's like the the race of divine offerings in decks are are also like a response to the suci's, and they're so bad against divine offering
3: so. exactly
0: so so yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it it's goes gonna, around. It's gonna be interesting to see like um I'm most interested in, in like the the big tournaments, the big international tournaments, like the shark tournaments and maybe like lobster I think LobsterCon is gonna be really international next year. Um mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting Probably. to see what, what's happening. I mean LobsterCon is Atlantic, so it's a different beast, but but still, how how are you gonna tackle that? How are you mm. gonna beat Rich Shea on the deck uh, <laughs> for the hundredth mm. time?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. Are yes, we gonna see the, any winter derby? How multi, to beat Rich Shea?
1: multi the decks. I don't think so. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I think no. it was maybe like a one time thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where like those guys are yeah. under the decks like Lucas Glavin and um, and Rich Shea. I don't know what yeah. what they're gonna what they're gonna do with the
1: deck. I tried to bring red into it just because of the red elemental blast, but
2: yeah. yeah, basics are good. Hmm.
1: So yeah, this
2: um, this kind of this is another topic on the um, on the sheet, but it's it's basically what we're still talking about: uh, net de- net decking and like trying to be competitive. Um, how about spreadsheeting? <laughs> so this is this is a question also from Yadan. Does Excel spreadsheets and old school mix? Like all things considered seem to make a virtue of not really preparing sideboards and collect data on your games. Is it just the tiny legacy player still trapped inside me that yearns for a good spreadsheet to ponder, or is it actually quite common? What do you guys think?
4: It well, tests. there is actually a guy who who collects the data and uh, puts it in a spreadsheet. Oh. The what is space?
0: The the this French guy.
4: Um, yeah, he collects every tournament and uh, every deck and puts it in his.
0: Not every deck; it's the top decks.
4: Oh, top decks. Sorry. So you can basically follow your favorite old school player and see how how is how. How has yours been
2: but I guess this this is more like probably in regards to sideboarding as well I, I tend to do this when I play some leagues or whatever you know, specifically in pre-modern if I'm on a new deck or if I'm on a deck that I really like like I want I want to track to learn better it's not in Excel but I, I usually write down on like span schematic or whatever uh, how I've sideboarded and uh, just to keep, so I can look back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know like when we did Epic for example like uh, we had Niels and Inyaki and Frank Rofellos who they they had this whole spreadsheet where they like they knew what pairings everyone was going to bring and so like they did like good good matchup bad matchup you, like 50-50 matchup and they, they tried to decide upon what deck to choose based on that and that was like a whole other game to it which I respect the hell of like that's that's gonna take some hours every week if you're gonna do that but yeah sure enough you're gonna get better results so if, if you're like really competitive like yeah go nuts that's how i feel about it but uh,
0: i usually i i'm i'm tracking spreadsheet all my tournaments which deck i played and what matches i don't track every single sideboard game because that's too much work but usually when i when i build a deck uh, or net deck a deck i i line up how i'm gonna sideboard in different matchups and it's like i often come to the conclusion that the guy i took the deck from he is playing very differently than me uh, and oh. i've done that with like when i when i've taken decks from will McGran it's like i still agree with his list but we're gonna sideboard like four Four or five cards different in several matchups. Hmm. Uh, and that and that's okay. But you have to like I think the biggest problem with people when they build decks is they, they put build a 60 card deck and they build a 15 card sideboard. Yeah. And they and then it's like, yeah, I want to take in eight cards against the deck, but I can only take out two cards.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Sad. You have just lost six sideboard slots. Yeah. yeah. And I
1: I think you're usually also sideboarding against the deck that you personally don't want to lose to
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, uh, like you can do that in more subtle ways, but this example of three circular protection green is, is the worst example because that's atrocious.
1: But I think people also tend to not wanting to lose to control the most, basically because it's the best deck and maybe they're doing well. I don't know, maybe, but also because it takes the longest to for those decks to win. So maybe that feels more (laughs) feels. Yeah, but but the
2: truth is still, like, a lot of people do do that. Like, they build a sideboard with a lot of hate for one specific deck, and then they realize I can't fit all my hate cards uh, once we're sideboarding. So, like, yeah. have, have you guys ever played a tournament with an actual sideboard guide in your pocket? Uh, not in old school. Uh, no, no, not in old school, but like uh, any other format. In Legacy, that, in legacy,
0: yeah. for every Grand Prix, I had that. Yeah. and Because saving I, I, time. Uh, exactly.
2: Basically. And it's an amazing tool. Like, I've done it twice, basically. But, like, mm. man, was my head fresh. And did I, like, have a lot more energy. In that tournament, by just not having to think, 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 just come with a plan. Mm. Uh, so there's for sure a lot of like you don't have to be a I don't know uh, a spike that everyone like hates upon, but like you just come prepared. You you have your deck mm. and you have you have reps with it and you have actually tracked, but you have sideboarded. So now you have a plan and like you will in ten tournaments you will almost, like, guaranteed have better results if you have a sideboard guide than if you're not.
0: I would would 100% recommend that, especially to people who, like, most players, like, oh, I'm so bad at sideboarding. Bring a sideboard guide. It's going to be easier for you. It's going to be easier for your opponents because they don't have to sit and wait five minutes for you sideboarding. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, And, like, just... Basically, you can do the big, like decks that you might yeah. meet, I guess. Yeah. And and you already done that when you put the sideboard together, probably. Right. Like what, what 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 am I possibly meeting?
3: <laughs> so then I
1: can write that down. Yeah. And there's less less
0: in old school. Uh, there's always caveats, but there's less in old school that you sideboard differently on the play and on the draw. Um, yeah, that's true. Black yeah, Blackwise yeah. is one of those those cards that you can consider bringing in on the play, but not on the draw, whatever. But yeah. it's there's, it's not like the days format um, because mm-hmm. days you basically have to have two sideboard
1: guys for mm-hmm. every
0: matchups a yeah, lot of the yeah. time. Uh, it's
1: like Blackwise, uh, basically. Uh, you can and... just said it. Yeah. Yeah, but but like it's, I don't think land tax is probably you you no, probably no, keeping n- that in anyhow, right? I, so
0: I often cut one land on the draw uh, that I don't cut on the play in old school. Hmm. So I switch depending depending on my sideboard games. I I or another mana source depends. But yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Maybe maybe actually. I think Time Twister is a card that I cut the most if I'm on the draw. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but that's not like a, and also it depends on what I'm playing against clearly. But yeah, there's some cards that you can. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you overall.
2: Yeah, so. Primordial Denmark says there in chat regards to sideboard guides, sounds like a super good plan in a defined meta. But as you said, said like, when you're submitting your 75, you have already a preconceptive defined meta. Mm-hmm. So, like, you should have a plan for those decks. And if you meet a fringe deck you haven't played again, yeah, then, you, then that match, you have to take three minutes to figure something out. But, mm-hmm. like, you don't have to do it with the rest of the six matches because most metas are defined, uh, or defined, but most decks are, like, The archetypes are known yeah you're not gonna play versus seven different rogue decks in a tournament no Mm.
0: and also like also if you have a seven say let's say you play pre-modern and you have a sideboard guide for for like all the tier one decks some tier two decks Mm. but then it's like oh i'm playing against a fringe deck but it's basically a mix between goblins with artifacts okay i have a sideboard guide for goblins i have a sideboard guide for a f- sideboard guide for a deck with artifacts i mix those two and shave a bit and it's, then you're done yeah, yeah you you
1: and it's not like you need to do it <laughs> like needlessly keep to whatever the sideboard guide says uh, it's just no i agree also once again i am agree with you it's like have a have a gander, look at the those and like probably you <laughs> will make up your mind in a good manner.
4: Yeah. Yeah, guidelines basically.
1: When I could contemplate and really think things through what should I have done? What what am what I doing against these? T- but basically it's like aggro mid range control or whatever. Yeah, so Am I, I? I'm. I don't need draw sevens in these situations where I'm playing against 19 bolts. So there's some really easy decisions.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah, it's, spreadsheeting is um. Is, is hard. I think you there's, like. To love these spreadsheeting things, you have to be a certain kind of person. Uh,
3: yeah, for I, sure.
2: But but I I also think like we shouldn't shame or give shit to a person yeah. who does it. But I feel like that's a thing in the old school community. Like anyone who's basically doing this, I mean, they don't per se has to be a spike. They just come prepared. Like they have a plan. They they love their deck. So mm-hmm. like, give them a break. Don't don't give shit to them about it. But, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm, I've tried to, I think spreadsheets are good also for when I played a bunch of online games, you don't really know. I'm, I'm really bad with names. <laughs> I, wow. I kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> How <are> you?
2: <laughs> Ty, you look, uh, you look happy.
4: Yeah. I'm just thinking about if I, I don't do any spreadsheets or anything like that. I don't even remember games. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I think I played you before.
2: I you play Lightning bolts played... as well, so, like, yeah.
4: Yeah, I play Lightning bolts and be like, I think it went fast <laughs> the previous <laughs> time, so I should yeah. do the same this time.
1: Yeah. Oh, but... Yeah, I think we're, we're pushing through then. We've been two hours and 20 minutes. Is that right? Or something like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>